Okay. So, for Sunday, we are beginning Chapter 4. Now, as uh, someone might remember, I said the first three chapters of Igerasat Tshuva, of the letter of the Alter Rebbe, so to speak, explaining repentance, are nigla. They're speaking of tshuva and discussing it on the level of the revealed aspects of Torah, like the Talmud and Jewish law. Starting in four, we bring in the esoteric dimension, we bring in Kabbalistic understanding, then we will fuse, eventually, the revealed portions with the Kabbalistic portions. So the Rebbe says today, what we're talking about, the fasting, as we've been discussing for the past two chapters, if we remember, was all about post-Tshuva. After you finished your repentance, you regretted, you confessed, you resolved never to do it again, God tested you, you passed the test, you received atonement, but you still felt, I know it's not like before. I know it harmed our relationship. And that's why you wanted to fast. But the Rebbe says, getting back to the essence point of tshuva, repentance, tshuva is complete return to God. Or, as we're going to explain now more deeply, return l'shuv ad havaya, to return until God, which Kabbalistically means returning until the point that you've restored completeness to havaya, to the essence four-lettered yud and a hey and a vav and a hey, name of God that's found within every Jewish soul. And this most essence name of God is what was damaged through your sin and is what is being restored by your repentance. So, according to the Zohar, according to the dimension of Torah we call Kabbalah, Tshuva means repentance, Tashuv Hei. The Hei shall return. The function of Tshuva is to return the Hei of the divine name Havaya, to reattach it to the level represented by the level that precedes it, just as it was attached before the person sinned. Now, the Zahar explains, there are two Tshuvas. There are two levels of Tshuva. Because there are two Hays in God's name, Yud and a Hay and a Vav and a Hay. Yud Kevovke, Havaya. So the Zahar says, Hey Tata, Tshuva Tata. Hey Ila'a, Tshuva Ila'a. There's reconnecting the lower hay, the later hay, which is the lower chiva. And there's reconnecting the higher hay, the first hay of the Yudkevavke, which is the higher chiva. So that's one of the three things we now want to understand. Second point we want to understand, the Reverend now is going to raise three points that we're looking at and we're seeing what the Zoyhar what the level of Kabbalah explains on these things that all have a connection to tshuva, repentance, and all of them seem confusing. So this is the first, in essence, point. What does it mean that our tshuva is restoring the haze of God's name? Second point, it says in the Zohar and several other places that tshuva, repentance, doesn't help for the sin of zero of wasteful emission of zero of semen. 
this doesn't really make sense. Because we know nothing withstands tshuva, even the most severe sin, even idolatry, incest. Even for these most horrific sins, one can repent. Even here where we're told for idolatry, adultery, and murder, we are told that better die than transgress them. But if a person transgressed them, he didn't die, he transgressed them. He can still repent. You can repent for everything. But how could it say in the Zayar that for this transgression, which is far less than incest or idolatry or murder, how can the Zayar say that Shiva doesn't help? So that is a question on the Zayar. And one of the main Kabbalistic works of the Rishishachma says, that the Zayar means that tshuva doesn't help. The lower tshuva, the conventional repentance, regret, confession, resolution, never to do it again, that won't help. But the higher tshuva, the higher repentance, tshuva la'ah, will help for that sin. That's the second thing we want to understand. The third thing we want to understand is that it says in our, the writings of our sages that if someone did a transgression for which they need to receive kares, excision of their soul, they would die before 50. And if someone sinned for which they are receiving death by the hand of heaven, they would die before 60. And sometimes even right on the spot. But we see people that definitely are obligated to receive curries or definitely are obligated to receive death by the hand of heaven and they live out their years. They don't pass away before 50 or 60. So what's going on? So these are the three issues that the Rebbe is raising in the beginning of this chapter. The first one, again, understanding the idea that our repentance restores the haze of God's name. The second one, the idea that for this certain sin of Zerulavatala, regular repentance won't help, and one needs this higher repentance. And this third idea that it's clearly written that if someone receives kares, they will pass away before 50. If someone transgresses a sin for which they are supposed to receive death by the hand of heaven, they will pass away before 60, and we see it's not true. We see people that live much longer, live pleasant years, live good years, seemingly. So how come they're still alive? What's going on? Over the next chapters, we're going to analyze and come to answer these three questions. And through the answer, we will have a very fundamental understanding in depth of Chufa.